Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of Off The Map, the Speed Map podcast that we go through and look at exactly that. The Speed Map's there for Randwick on Saturday. The rail's out 7 metres and lo and behold, we're on a good track, or hopefully a good track, certainly an improving surface there as I welcome in Lee Dalton, the expert. Good morning, Brad, and thank you. Yes, definitely a track on the improve. We've had fine weather throughout the week and today's no different, so it's, it really should be a, a strong day's racing. The all-age of the race that uh, probably in other years has been somewhat of a, well not other years, but it's, it's been an afterthought at times and horses sort of go there when they're at the end of their prep, whereas this year I think we've really got horses aimed at it and it's uh, it's, it's a genuine group one with plenty of chances in it and a fascinating race on, from all angles I believe. Yeah, it's got plenty of star power, you're right. As a, it's generally a race where there's a couple of key chances, a couple of Real quality ones generally jump out at you, but this year you can probably make a case for five or six, and we will certainly get to that race a little bit later. Uh, we're going to kick off, though, Absolutely. in race two. Uh, a couple of nice big fields here, so it's going to be a little bit tricky for you to, to map these. I imagine there'll be a, quite a, a few races where there could be a three-wide running line. Uh, that is the case here, at least on your map, uh, which you can get from the Racing New South Wales website. Race two, Miss Invincible. She's an interesting runner here. She's generally pretty fast, but she's drawn wide. She's drawn very wide here, and interesting to note with Miss Invincible, resumes at 1,200 metres this time in. Uh, last prep, she had her first start at 1,200 right at the end of her preparation and was successful, but 1,200 first up from a wide draw in what looks a fast-run race looks a, a bit of a different task, but she's very quick. She should be able to get across and sit outside of Starboy. Starboy went to that really good race at uh, Musselbrook last time out, Drew a mid-barrier there and showed terrific gate speed over the 1,000. So I think Starboy can lead from this invincible early. We've then got a few pushing forward in Bolero King, Oakfield Twilight if it gains a start, and the Queenslander Snits is probably going to want to be positive from that draw with Nashville Willer on. Uh, Condor is always thereabouts, has good tactical speed and potentially ground swell here. Uh, drawn a wide-ish barrier out in nine, but it's had two trials in Sydney since failing in Victoria, and the most recent trial showed good speed and uh, went throughout. So I think it'll be a positive ride on Groundswell with Tom Mark on book to take the ride. Take me through your thinking with Outrageous. Uh, generally a horse that finds itself somewhere near the speed. You've got it mapped going back from the wide draw. Is there any chance that Tommy Berry sees Miss Invincible on his inside, handlebars down, decides to take that tag across? I personally think not. Uh, throughout last preparation, Outrageous did take up four positions most of those runs, but did have the luxury of drawing well on all occasions. Uh, first up last prep, 1,200 metres drew nine and had to take a spot sort of in an off-pace position. I thought drawn 15 here and with the really fast tempo, it's, I, I, I'm leaning towards a more conservative ride for Outrageous here. and. I don't think it's unsuited by that either. Uh, I think it's a versatile type, outrageous, so no dramas going back here. Probably take out the scratchings of maybe Oakfield, Twilight, Gen Rules if they don't gain a start. Well, then outrageous has got the option there for the three-wide midfield run, which would be the perfect run. Probably same boat for Crumble, who we have seen forward in the past, had to go back from a wide draw in the provincial championships there at Newcastle. But go back to Kembla last preparation on the big gong day, uh, drew a good barrier for James McDonald and was able to control the speed. So Trumbull's another one that we've seen forward in the past, but I've got a map here worse at midfield given the barrier. OK, moving on to race three. This will be the, the shorty of the day, Rubasaki. Plenty of punters chiming in, even at the, the skinny quote, nice and early. Um, she's a horse that generally gets back. We saw the heavens open for her there last start and she got a lovely little passage through and put her rivals away. How does it look for her map-wise? 
it doesn't look too bad. It's a slow tempo, uh, but as we've discussed time and again on this show, that's not necessarily a major negative for a horse like Rubisaki. She can probably hold a spot midfield here because, again, has the luxury of a good barrier. Drew one in the PJ Bell and drawn two today, uh, tomorrow. Uh, Nashville Willer on. I wouldn't expect Rubisaki to be a mile back. Can definitely settle with three behind her, maybe four. The speed's not entirely clear in the race. We've got Mirror Vision, the leader on the race in New South Wales speed map. Uh, I just said 1,400 metres, good draw, has shown tactical speed in the past, the lead's there for the taking. Uh, I've got Rock O'Clock sitting up outside the lead, which was one that you uh, raised with me before we came online. Uh, just a bit of a query there with Rock O'Clock, and I can understand where people are coming from there for sure. Yeah, it's a really interesting one here. The rest of it seems to fall into place quite neatly. Uh, but outside of that, Rock O'Clock, I did note in her trials, and I think she's a really smart filly, that she did get a little bit keen. I was just wondering if there would be some reluctance to really fire her out with that risk first up. Oh, absolutely. And we've seen Rock O'Clock miss the start as well in the past uh, and never has drawn as, as deep as this. Like first start in the race at Newcastle in a maiden where she had a lap on them, drew eight of 11. But drawing 11 here, the widest barrier, I think with Mark Wandon, that signals to me that it's bang, go forward here, providing she steps. And I don't think there's too much pressure inside of her. I've got a Kari up running uh, third and fourth here. Has the blinkers going back on a barrier four. Latene is probably a horse that a lot of people might have a little bit closer than I do, but I, I think Latene is one that's better off ridden a little bit quietly. Uh, when let down in Melbourne uh, back in the springtime, dropped out badly. So I don't think, even with the rider engagement of Rachel King, I wouldn't think that uh, the 10A be going all the way forward here back in distance. Okay, Rocket Clock certainly has had that benefit of, of Tom Marquand riding it in the trials as well. Moving across to race four, the Frank Packer Plate. Uh, you've got the Derby winner who's come up nice and skinny, at least in early markets here. How does it look for Quick Thinker drawn out there in 10? I think it's a little bit tricky for Quick Thinker here. Uh, comes back obviously to the 2,000 metres, but Barrier 10, I don't think has the tactical speed to get forward over 2,000. Uh, we have Entente leading for the Waterhouse Bot Stable. That's pretty clear cut. Gone by slides forward. Get the idea. I've got the Victorian Chuck a Luck here, getting right up on the speed from a good draw with an on-pace rider in Hieronymus booked. Uh, if you go back to Mornington, Chuck a Luck was probably the best to jump on that occasion. Then took a nice trailing position. I think here can race on speed. I'd expect Canaan to be really positively ridden here from Barrier Two. Um, went to the provincials to break through the maiden last time over a mile now to two thousand. So. I see a few there holding their spot inside. I think Quick Think is going to have to come back to midfield here to find a spot. Yeah, OK. And I note that the two Chris Waller horses, Pancho and Canaan, just slide up and, and settle somewhere midfield. Canaan obviously comes off a, an impressive provincial win. Absolutely. Canaan was outstanding here first start in Sydney in a, a midweek May. Was looking for further that day and obviously got to the mile last time out. Uh I think from barrier two at 2,000 metres, we're going to see a lot more uh, tactical speed early from Canaan and James McDonald taking over. He'll be aware that the race doesn't have a huge amount of tempo. He'll also be well aware of his main dangers in Quick Thinker and uh, Batiga and those horses. All right, the first group one of the day is the Moat and Shandon Champagne Stakes, of course, over the mile for the two-year-olds. And you look at this race and the first thing that strikes you, there's not a lot of speed. You've got... Holyfield, of course, has that stamped profile of going forward. I do know that you've got the Kiwi, not an option, driving forward to potentially sit outside the lead, which is intriguing. 
Yeah, definitely a talking point, not an option going forward on my map. Uh, look, there's always a bit of unknown with these two-year-olds getting to the mile for the first time. I think all but two of them are having their first go at this trip. Not an option. Look, that was a pretty sharp 1,100-metre uh, race that uh, he contested here in the kindergarten. First up, 1,100. Now jumps straight to the mile. If we go all the way back to his maiden win, which came in September 2019 at Pukahoe, uh, did have the luxury of barrier one there, but raced on pace over 800 metres. That says to me that not an option has good natural speed and can overcome the white barrier here with a positive ride early. It's obviously one that will confirm with the stable tomorrow, and uh, I suggest to all the listeners to keep an eye on the race in New South Wales Stewart's Twitter account to see if there is a change of tactics there, if there is an intent for the, the Kiwis to go forward here. Yeah, you make an interesting point regarding the two-year-olds out to the mile for the first time, and a bit of a change-up with the mat, because to cast your mind back 12 months, and we saw Castelvecchio settle a lot closer in this race, didn't we? Absolutely, and by that stage of his career, even early on, everyone had Castelvecchio stamped as a get-back type, and lobbed here in the, the Champagne Stakes and was able to take up a position. So even like a horse uh, like Anthony Cummings chain for Lizzie, uh, who's been back at all starts to date, but he's 1,200 metres out to the mile. So maybe they're the one that say, no, let's go forward today and they take that spot of not an option. So there's a few unknowns here, but regardless, you have to think with them getting to the mile for the first time, they're not going to want to go, uh, go for broke early because not no one really knows who's going to run out the strong mile. So that, that creates another little bit of intrigue with the race for sure. Does the map put a little question mark on Ole Kirk and King's legacy? Uh, Ole Kirk, I think it does. I, I don't think there's any option there for Ole Kirk but to go back from barrier eight. King's legacy probably doesn't have to give away the huge start. That was a really solid ran race last time, the size produce, and this is going to be ran quite differently. If we go back to the Bruce McLaughlin uh, in December when uh, King's Legacy was successful over 1,200 metres, from a good draw that day, he was able to sit right up on the speed. So I don't think we can say that King's Legacy is a dead set get back type here. I could see him holding a spot midfield with a relaxed rider like Bowman on. With a more aggressive rider, I could even go a pair closer. All right, moving across to the JRO plate, and the talking point here is the two favourites have drawn the car park, Yulong Prince and Shared Ambition. Uh, do they have no option but to just take their medicine? I don't think they, they can go anywhere but back here. Uh, Shared Ambition, if we go back to when he strung together those wins during the spring, raced worse than midfield in those, uh, is 1,600 back up to the 2,000 metres here, but from the wide draw... It generally is the wall of play to go back off those wide draws, so I, I can only map those two back here. Uh, in saying that, they have got Graceful Glamour, the absolute leader, draw to the outside of them, but yeah, I just I don't know if they can work across. Graceful Glamour will get across these for practice, you know, it'll just slide straight across and take up the lead, but for shared ambition and new long prints, I'm saying go back off midfield here. The runner that I gave a sneaky chance of at least changing up its tactics and driving forward is Norway. Did you see that potentially happening? Blinkers on, uh, obviously its profile overseas suggested it was a an on-pace kind of horse. I agree with you completely. Uh, the, the thing with my map at the moment, for anyone who's got it in front of them, the horses I've got running second, third and fourth in Rainbow Thief, Purple Sector and House of Cartier, uh, they're all emergency. So if they're not there, I've got Norway up running second, third here and absolutely agree with you. Uh, I've also got the other Chris Waller train runner, Life Less Ordinary, running right up in the first sort of five or six here quite easily after going back off a wide draw last time out. 
Jason Collett Road, uh, like less ordinary, back in the Chipping Norman, was able to use Barrier 1 to sit up running third, fourth all the way. On that occasion, was only beaten just under two and a half lengths by Tiako Shark. So it's definitely not a, a negative for Lifeless or maybe written a little bit closer here, I'd say. All right, moving across to the all-age stakes, the Group 1, the Schweppes all-age stakes, over 1,400 metres. And I think a lot of punters, or at least a lot of fans of Dreamforce, will be sweating on how aggressive they will be on White Moss. Because I think for Seeker, obviously she's a, a horse that likes to roll forward, but I don't think she'll be the aggressive type in taking Dreamforce on. White Moss, on the other hand, maybe. I think, yeah, they'll pull the pressure on here for sure. Like, Dreamforce has got that nice mid-draw for Nash can just work across, but the Seeker and White Moss need to find positions, preferably on pace, so I think they need to do a little bit of work. Bivouac will be a lot closer here. Obviously didn't have the, the cleanest beginning there in the TJ Smith and raced well outside his usual pattern. Barrier 4, 1400, expect him right on speed. Almedo uh, has been back to the trial since that Australian debut. And trial quite nicely. Didn't handle the heavy ground there on debut here uh, in the Ajax. Drawn 13. I thought when I saw him debut here in Australia, we wouldn't see him ridden that close again. But based on the trial, uh, we'll be going forward as well. Even a horse like Tafane here, uh, absolutely flying this time in at 1,400 from a good draw, I think, could take up a position. So there'll be no loafing in this whatsoever. All right. I think you've covered that pretty well. I agree. Tafane can settle certainly a little bit closer in. She is airborne at the moment. The tab hallmark stakes, plenty of the blue jackets in this race. Um, punters looking at this map, though, might just be inclined to give Kementari one more chance, dare I say. He, he lands in a beautiful spot, Kementari, and showed him the trials before resuming in the uh, Star Kingdom that he, he's got a bit of tactical speed. Uh, obviously, a long time ago since we saw him getting back in all those races. Now back, I think, Barrier 3 can be easily running fourth, fifth, sixth here without, any, without doing anything on Kementari early. There will be good speed coming across. Deep image of Queensland has got Clark, uh, is it on pace, a grey worm. Booker, who we saw go forward uh, first up, the Gerald Ryan. Look, I, I would have said, again, we talked about Booker a few times, I would have said go back here, but the booking of Hieronymus tells me I've got to map it on speed. Lava remains in his usual spot, so yeah, it should be a very, very genuine speed here for those, but Kementari gets the perfect run behind them. And just quickly, trekking and deprive, we kind of know their established patterns, they'll be out the back smoking the pipe, but the tempo might allow them to get into the race. Absolutely, they'll be back where we, where we know deprive and uh, trekking have done their best work running on weight off these good tempos, so that'll suit. All two Royale uh, to 1,200 metres, I, I was tempted to be a little bit closer, but he just seems to be racing so well ridden with a bit of a sit, so I had to leave him back there around the midfield mark. Yeah, the stable have come out and said that he's a likely scratching, so certainly okay, from keep the an eye on Yeah, okay. keep an eye on him. He might be saved for, for next week. The last race, yep. uh, there's a couple of stamp leaders here. Very interesting to see how you map this. Cradle Mountain, of course, gets the shades on for the first time. Interesting to see how he reacts to those. Definitely Cradle Mountain uses barrier too. I suppose the only little uh, asterisk there is... When a horse gets blinkers on, they can be not the best to step away from the machine, but he could miss this half a length and still from barrier two drive up and be holding out the lead. No real choice for Cuba. Drawn 16, Nashville River, it's got to be handlebars down early and get across and find that one off spot if possible. But it won't be easy with horses like Desert Lord and Dr. Drill drawn to the inside of him. So I can see Nash really having to rev Cuba up here 
and then Cuba and Cradle Mountain set a really strong tempo in the early stages. Yeah, Desert Lord, do you think he'll, he'll be okay in there taking a sit? We know he's a, a keen going kind of horse, but I imagine a fast run race, getting a sit, might be an ideal scenario for him. That was my thinking, and like last time uh, Desert Lord drew a good barrier and barrier one after going berserk there at Newcastle, and I thought they might try and ride with a sit. This should be the, the perfect storm. You've got one drawn to the inside of him, one drawn to the outside. They're going to be going one to hold a spot, one to find a spot. And it should leave Desert Ward just to switch off in behind them and get that beautiful drag along here. And um, maybe we see the best of him this prep in this kind of a race with the setup that sort of looks like will occur on paper here. Just looking at a couple that will fall in behind and should get a, a lovely run to touch on. Dealmaker, I know he's a little bit hard to catch. And interesting enough, the British import, Chief Ironside, we haven't seen him in Sydney yet, but he did show in his recent trial that he can certainly take a spot uh, close to the speed, that seems to be his profile and quicken. Absolutely. If we go back to uh, the Crystal Mile at Mooney Valley in the springtime, uh, Chief Ironside was able to take up a, a mid-ish to off-page position and then went to the uh, big group one there at Flemington on the final day and uh, had issues there with Wayne. I'd say from Barrier 5, he can hold a spot in midfield, if not a pair closer. Dealmaker, I'm sure the intention will be to be a lot closer but has drawn well every run this prep and hasn't been able to achieve that. Does get up Dullaron, who we saw uh, ride uh, Dealmaker going back in the spring mile in October. On that occasion, was able to take up a position right behind the speed. So I'm pretty sure there'll be intent there early from Abdullah to be pretty positive on Dealmaker and not be giving away those big starts that he has in two runs back this preparation. Perfect. All right, that covers us. Thanks again for your time, Lee, and hopefully the punters have got a few little edges out of those insights. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Brad.